are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all for the Draft Night Reaction Podcast. The Pelicans did make a selection at 13, Kyra Lewis Jr. out of Alabama. They had a number of other picks and... um. Well, those were traded. We're going to break it all down. What does the newest member of the Pelicans add to the team? Where does he need to grow? How does he just kind of fit overall? And what are the expectations for him going into next season? Then let's talk about some of the trades. What is New Orleans doing? Why do they have so many guards on the roster? We're going to cover all of that and more in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. All right, it's done. As I'm recording this, it is finished. The Pelicans drafted one player and traded a whole bunch of others. But frankly, this was a somewhat wild draft, I think, in some capacity. There's still a lot of unknowns with some of the things. Things might be coming through after the fact. So, of course, if that happens when you're listening to this and we know a little bit more later, we'll, of course, cover it in the next episode of Locked on Pelicans. But the Pels were busy on draft night, that is for sure. We're going to start with the newest member of the Pelicans, talking about Kyra Lewis Jr. out of Alabama. Then we're going to get into some of the trades that they did. Why'd they trade the 24th pick? What's going on with the asset hoarding, the future draft picks the Pelicans are doing? Um, And what's kind of the general strategy here? Then we're going to talk a little bit more in general around the draft as well. But let's start with Kyra Lewis Jr., drafted 13th overall out of the University of Alabama, sophomore. This is a guy I liked. I was really torn between him and Sadiq Bey in our Locked On NBA mock draft, and it kind of represents a lot about what the Pelicans are thinking, which I think is overall the proper way to go about trying to draft in a small market. But first, your newest Pelican, Kyra Lewis Jr., point guard out of the University of Alabama. Good size at 6'3". Um, he's got a pretty good wingspan, a little bit longer than that as well. And he's got a very young age for a sophomore. This is a guy who is a little bit over 19 years old. He'll be about 19 and a half when the season actually starts. That's pretty ideal, and it's rare that you see a sophomore just that young. This is kind of freshman age, but he enrolled in the University of Alabama a little bit early to get in there and start playing some games. He was actually playing games for Alabama at 17 years of age. So he's been in there young and in big moments from a younger age. You dig that. You want the youngest guy possible in the draft, and he produced at Alabama in his sophomore season 18.5 points per game, 5.2 assists, 4.8 rebounds. He did this while shooting 46 from the field and 36.6% from deep. When you look at his game, it will translate to the NBA and his raw talent, the raw intangibles, the, the physical tools are all there. This is a guy who might have been the fastest player or one of the fastest players in the NBA draft. A guy who likes to attack and try and get to the rim and is very good at scoring and maybe one of the better finishers in this draft. And when you look at him in the backcourt with Lonzo Ball, that's ideal. 
Think about what Lonzo Ball doesn't do, what he lacks, that aggression, getting to the rim, getting to the foul line. Kyra Lewis Jr., and it is pronounced Kyra Lewis Jr., does all of that. Four free throws per game in college, 80% from there. He's going to shoot above 36% from three in the NBA, and his shot and his stroke should translate. That alone is good. The assist numbers are pretty strong too, and he does that through that aggression. When he drives, when he attacks, it forces a defender to rotate over. That's where he's able to pick out a guy in the corner. He can make passes with both his left and right hand, and he is a creator and a playmaker in that sense. That's all things the Pelicans lacked, right? Particularly now with the void left by Drew Holiday and the fact that Eric Bledsoe is not a long-term piece for New Orleans, Kyra Lewis Jr. projects to be the point guard of the future. There is some overlap with Nikhil Alexander-Walker. You still have Eric Bledsoe, who's going to get a lot of minutes. But you know what? I don't know if Kyra Lewis Jr. is going to get a lot of minutes this coming NBA season. I've spoken about this at length. I spoke about this at length on the live draft hangout show, live stream watch party that we did on YouTube. We had 300 plus people in there. It was a lot of fun. I talked for like three hours, so I'm exhausted right now. Um, So if you were there, I appreciate you tuning in. It meant a lot to me that that many people wanted to join in that sort of thing. So I really appreciate everyone being in there. It was a lot of fun. Back to the guards and Kyra Lewis Lewis Jr. This, This rookie class is going to struggle. There's no summer league. There's no off-season of working with coaches, but being in an NBA organization and being in a facility and working out and improving, it is kind of just these guys getting thrown into the fire. They're playing NBA games in 34 days. Training camp is about two weeks long, and that is it. That is not enough time to get these guys acclimated to the NBA and up to speed playing in the NBA to put on the weight that they might need to uh, put on, which is something that Kyra Lewis definitely needs to do. This is... A situation where it's a developmental pick, but I think most rookies would be this year. I would not be shocked if Kyra Lewis plays in the G League for the majority of the season. If he gets spot minutes here and there, but he's not a rotation player, and that is fine. He would fail in the NBA. He would struggle in the NBA his rookie year. Going into training camp, who's Stan Van Gundy and staff going to spend more time on? Eric Bledsoe and Lonzo Ball or or, or Kyra? He's going to spend it on the guys who are going to be significant rotation players. It could set back a dude like Kyra Lewis Jr. These are concerns you have about the draft. And one of the reasons why I think the NBA or why the Pelicans were looking to trade out of the draft and move in a number of different directions. Some of the negatives and things that Lewis needs to work on. This is a guy who sometimes is a little bit too aggressive. The turnovers in college were not great for him. He averaged three and a half turnovers per game. Sometimes he just goes, puts it in sixth, fifth gear, whatever you want, and goes right into a bunch of guys at the rim when he needs to pass and get out of that situation. He's a young player that doesn't kind of recognize that and know how to kind of dig himself out of the holes that he puts himself in. He's not that crafty enough of a passer, and that means he's going to turn the ball over a lot. And if you put him in the NBA with that kind of turnover proneness that he has, it's a recipe for failure. So getting him minutes in the G League against lesser talent to kind of acclimate and get up to speed, I think is going to make a lot more sense. But long-term, he does project to do well with this team, and you could eventually see a starting backcourt of him and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, not Lonzo Ball, but maybe Lonzo Ball too, eventually. This is a good pick. When you're looking at 
a player and you want uh, at 13 and you want the most upside possible of the players available to the Pelicans at this point in time, even if I like Sadiq Bay a lot, even if I like Tyrese Maxey a lot, I can safely say that Kyra Lewis Jr. had the highest potential and the highest ceiling of any of the guys available to New Orleans. This was simply just the best draft choice they probably could have made during this period. In his post-draft availability, Kyra Lewis Jr. said he models his game after guys like Deere and Fox. Fox is one of the fastest, one of the better guards in the league. I love hearing that. Very cool. That is exactly what you want if you're a Pelicans fan. Aggression in the backcourt create for Zion and others on the team. Yeah, this is going to be a good fit and the best player the Pelicans could have taken at 13. So in a minute, we'll get more about the Pelicans draft night, trading away a number of picks and talking a little bit about their draft strategy here as well. But before we do that, today's show is brought to you by Built Go. Sometimes you just got a wall that you've got to break through, whether it's doing three hours live of a YouTube stream watch party, whether it's sometimes waking up really early to do a Locked On Pelicans podcast or getting up out of bed to do an emergency podcast about Drew Holiday, whatever it is, you've got a wall and you need to break through it and Built Go is here to help you do it. It is uh, ounce and a half energy gel packages, things you can throw in your back pocket, throw in your briefcase when you've got a big presentation coming up. You're hitting the links, playing some golf, throw it in your bag as well to help you get through the back nine. Whatever it is, Built Go can help you break through that wall. It's the best workout gel out there on the market. It's basically like five hour energy without that same crash feeling. And it's all natural. So it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster energy drink with a third of the caffeine, but with better results. And it comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. It combines energy gel with collagen protein. And that collagen protein is fast absorbing and gets into your system fast. And it promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. It literally just makes you look better. Plus, Built Go is uh, just packed with really good stuff to help you ignite your work, your workout, whatever it is you need to get through. It's got beta-alene, B3, caffeine, B6, B12, all great stuff for you and all natural to help you break through that. If you want to give them a try, go to builtgo.com, use promo code LOCKED, and you're going to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans. Make sure you never miss an episode. There's a lot going on with the league and this team right now, whether it's draft night, free agency, coaching surf, uh, search, trades, all of that. Never miss an episode. Get caught up on everything that's going on. Subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts. So while we're only talking about one player that the Pelicans drafted, they were busy on draft night. At 24 with their other first-round selection, the Pelicans took a guy I was not excited about in R.J. Hampton and then traded him to the Denver Nuggets for a lottery-protected future first sometime in the future, likely 2023, 2022, not next year's future, uh, future first. Cool. And then with their two picks in the second round, they drafted guys that we don't really even need to name because those picks were traded. One to the Utah Jazz, one to the Charlotte Hornets. We're still waiting to find out exactly what it is the Pelicans are getting in return for those, but likely future seconds for those picks. I doubt that the Utah Jazz gave up a future first for that 39th overall pick, but hey, maybe. We're still waiting here on some of this, and we haven't gotten the details on that yet. It sounds like New Orleans was active overall, and as it came down to the 13th pick, it seemed like maybe they were 
were in some draft discussions, uh, maybe trying to move back. I think when you look at this draft, it's kind of weak overall. There are a lot of role players in this draft, but when you're a small market team, maybe swinging for the fences and trying to get a much better player makes a whole lot more sense. And you saw this to a degree or, or trading out of it and into subsequent drafts where you'll be able to draft a better player, even at a similar position. The example is the Denver Nuggets on this. If they get a pick from the Denver Nuggets, that's 28 28 in a future draft is probably better than 24 in this draft. So the Pelicans are looking like even if they get a worse pick, it's going to turn out to be a better player. And so that's value right there that they're getting in return. And I think that's what New Orleans is really looking for right now. They think they have a team that can be competitive enough, a competitive enough. I've been talking a lot, so I'm like missing words here. Um, that they can maybe go after the 10th spot and get into the play-in tournament. And if they're peaking at the right time, if you're 10, all you've got to do is win two games and you're in as the 8th seed. That is a very realistic possibility for New Orleans, assuming they're peaking and players are at their best and they're healthy. You can do that while also still acquiring future assets. And New Orleans, as a small market team, definitely needs to acquire those future assets. Lots and lots of first-round picks in the future, and as many second-round picks as you can get, too. Second-round picks, in general, don't even make it into the league 70% of the time. Missing out on any of these guys in the second round, you're fine. I've seen some of you say that you're upset that Nick Richards isn't coming to New Orleans because he would have been a good fit with Zion. There was a 30% chance he would make it and a 70% chance that he wouldn't. You don't need to worry about it when the odds like that are not in your favor. So New Orleans is, a tr is trying to acquire as many assets as possible. It's for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, if a disgruntled superstar becomes available, they can trade for him and you need a lot of draft picks to do it. New Orleans plays by a different set of rules than the Lakers, than the Heat, than the Boston Celtics, or big market teams in general. You don't sign big name free agents in these destinations. It sucks, it's unfortunate, it's unfair, but it's the truth. So to get those players, you've got to do it with a ton of draft picks and through a trade when the time is right. New Orleans has an absolute war chest second to only Oklahoma City. They'll be able to get whatever player they really want. That's good to have. Also, this team will get expensive very quickly, you're about to pay Brandon Ingram. Zion's going to come up in three seasons, two if you count this season, for an extension that kicks in and he's off that rookie scale. He's less cost-controlled than he was before. You might need to pay a guy like Lonzo Ball. Maybe one of Jackson Hayes or Nikhil Alexander-Walker develops and you need to pay them. And eventually, hopefully, you've got to pay Kyra Lewis Jr. How do you add to that team then without being a deep tax team? And with no money in free agency because you're well over the cap. Cost-controlled rookies. Rookies that are good tend to outperform and uh, outplay their contracts. If you're getting a guy who's making $5 million a year, but he's giving you $10 million of production, that is a huge, huge value to your team, bonus for your team, win for your team. You can fill out the roster with quality role players through all of these first-round picks. You can also look at the Philadelphia 76ers and see what they've done. Uh, and what they tried to do under Daryl Morey, less so when he left. That was a team that understood you win with superstar players. And to get a superstar player, the best way to do that is through the draft. And the draft can be a big crapshoot at times. So you've got to get lucky. Well, you have more chances to hit it big when you have more draft picks. It's kind of the idea of throwing it, uh, you know, throw mud at the wall and hope some sticks. Well, if you have more mud, 
there's a greater chance that some of it's going to stick. And that mud that's sticking against the wall is a superstar player here in this analogy. And that's a lot of what New Orleans is doing, these three things. They also have a lot of other assets. Young players tend to have more value than you know older players that don't show anything. And that's what we're going to get into in the next segment. I've seen a lot of this. I got text messages about it. We talked about it on the live show on YouTube. What is going on with all of the guards, right? This is a lot here. They took another guard. What is going on with this team? Well, let's explain it some coming up here in the next segment of Locked On Pelicans. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking this down. No paywall, just basketball talk five days a week. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so what's going on with all of the guards on this roster? You've got a guy in Lonzo Ball that's a starter, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, uh, George Hill, Eric Bledsoe, and now you're adding Kyra Lewis to this team. It's a lot, right? There's not enough minutes to go around. What, what's happening? What are they doing? Why are they kind of trading for other picks, uh, future picks, and trading out of this draft when this team needs other players? Keep in mind, we haven't hit free agency. That starts in like two, three days, uh, Friday at 6 p.m., 5 p.m., and there's still plenty of time to add pieces to the team. And frankly, when you look at this draft being a little bit lackluster, yeah, not adding three more rookies and maybe missing out on guys in free agency because you don't have a roster spot, eh, wasn't really going to be the move. So there's still plenty of time for them to reshape this roster. Yes, there were a number of trades that got done during the NBA draft, but no huge deals. There could still be guys on the move, including Eric Bledsoe and George Hill. While New Orleans may go into the season with them, those guys could be traded at any given point of time. I think that means they're in an okay spot right now. Heck, you could even have those guys traded by the trade deadline. So going into the season doesn't mean that you are going to... Oh, we're getting up some info on what the Pelicans are doing with one of their second-round picks to the Charlotte Hornets. The Hornets gave up their second-round pick in 2024 to the Pelicans to take Nick Richards, who was selected with the 42nd overall pick. All right, there we go with some of the news there. Perfect. Um, so the Pelicans, yes, are going in with a slightly unbalanced roster and far more with the in the backcourt and in the guard position. But this is not the final roster that you're going to see. And this is a bit of a transition year for New Orleans. They're going to try and be competitive, and they believe they can be competitive um, that... Uh, they, they feel you can be competitive with the roster they have and the guys they're going to have, at least for the 10th spot, and that's what you're aiming for. So don't freak out that things are... A little up in the air right now. Free agency hasn't started. And look, when you potentially swing a big trade for a superstar, you don't only put draft picks in it. You're going to need to include a young guy too. That young guy might be Kyra Lewis Jr., a la Buddy Heald, when they traded for DeMarcus Cousins. Hindsight, it looks a little bit differently, but at the time, it was a great trade and a good move. Or maybe you need to include Nikhil Alexander-Walker in there. Or maybe Nikhil Alexander-Walker doesn't take a leap that you need to see from him this year to feel really good about his development. Just because they have a lot of guards right now doesn't mean all of these guards are going to be available or on the team when, hypothetically, this team wins an NBA title. So yes, it looks a little bit weird right now, but maybe teams miss out on their top targets in free agency and all of a sudden they really need to add some quality guard play. George Hill? Eric Bledsoe, anyone? Can I interest you in them? 
That's what the Pelicans are going to be saying. Hey, we got some guys right here that you can come and get. You missed out in free agency. Don't worry about it. Know that this is a fluid roster. It's going to change, and it is most definitely not the final shape of the roster that New Orleans is going to put out there when they become that surefire contender, that consistent playoff team that we all think is going to be the case. Right now, just be excited that they got a guy with unbelievable upside at 13. I'm high on Kyra Lewis Jr. I think he's going to be a really good player eventually. I think you'll see him play a little bit this season, though not a ton. We'll have more on him in the coming days. Really, what does he do well? I'm about to watch even more film on him and we'll really be able to break it down. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you tune in for those shows as well. I'm going to call it here. It's been a long couple of days. Get to sleep a little bit early to be back with you all very soon in the next show. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.